Hello and welcome to the 36th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Nadine to my Chloe, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. With that out of the way, Kale, how you going? Govinda, I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking and let me tell you why. I'm coming to you live today from my newly renovated headquarters, office, uh, command command center, center. battle station. Yeah, I think throne room is probably the closest to what... No, 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 no. The throne room's not this. The throne room is your couch, for sure, right? Because it's more public. People come and see you and get summoned in. This is an office. This is like a private, I've got got official kingdom business kingdom management happens in here on all the games that you play that are based in kingdom management so i wouldn't call it a throne room but definitely like a command center strong command center vibes i'm gonna stick with throne room just because i feel like a lord and it is from this room that i project my power outward and that's why but we all know that doesn't happen from a throne room (laughs) kale that happens behind closed doors the throne room is where the commoners come in and go, please, sir, they're taking my land. You've got to help me. <laughs> please don't take my, my crops. They don't come to the council meetings for that to happen. You know what I mean? They come to you in the chamber and you're, that's, that's your giant, super comfortable, almost just two beds put together couch. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a, a divan, as they say. Uh, uh, it's a great couch. You could sleep eight on it. <laughs> But this is the this is the product of many hours of work. I over the weekend I remodeled my little gaming room and it's finally achieved its final form. I might even post a little picture of it because I'm so proud of it, Govinda. I showed I showed you. It better be a good picture though. I don't let shit on our socials, so I will delete it if it's bad. It's funny too, because all it is is a rearrangement of the things I already had with the inclusion of cheap LED lights. And that's it. <laughs> I think what really, like, you explained it to me well when you're like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I originally shot down your idea, but it actually turned out pretty well in terms of how you wanted to do it. But you were right. You were like, the reason your room was the way it was, was because you just kept adding things to it with no, like, pre-planning of everything that you no. had and where it should go. No. But I think the way you've re-jigged it all, you've done a, you've done a great job. You've done it's, a great it's- job. I love just being in here. I've spent all week just like, I just sit down and sometimes I don't even play games. I just like look at things in the room and I just feel yeah, good. The fact that your, your little couch and your little two-seater couch actually faces the TV rather than being yeah. at a 90 degree like perpendicular <laughs> angle is, is a huge win for you. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, it's another win is that you're not, when you used to sit on that couch or sit in front of your TV, you'd have that light coming from the kitchen that would just blind you. And that is no longer an issue. Uh, with the addition of the LED lightings behind it, you've, you've really added some great ambiance to the room. Uh, so I do appreciate the, uh, the long live play blue you've got going on. Back I have, I did choose that. And the computer setup as well feels very ensconced. I feel safe here, you know. Embedded. That's right. Before I would yeah, podcast yeah. from Dug a strange, a strange little desk in the corner, but now I have yeah, a, a little dusty side table with no other purpose <laughs> other than to have one microphone and a small audio recorder on it. So uh, it's, that's, a, that's a good win. It was a, it's more effort than I normally like to put in, but this is all in service of Horizon 
Forbidden West and Elden Ring because I want to be I want to spend a lot of time in this room in the coming weeks. Can I be honest with you? Yes. I also want to spend time in that room. I've seen it. <laughs> I I want to do it and I want to be there, but it's it's unlikely, not honestly at this point. Oh, look, well that's part of it. I think we're going to have a cool little Twitch studio going on here. That was the other the other reason for this. And well, I think we can... I feel like you did this on purpose. So like when you sit at your TV and you're streaming from your PlayStation, mm. people can see your PC, you know, and they can just be like, "Whoa, this guy fucks." <laughs> Or this guy didn't fuck in high school, and that's why. <laughs> but then he got he got one lady that he fucks, and then he's got a PC as well. Fuck yeah. It is an escalating situation, though, because as I look around, like now there's more wall space. I'm on displate. I'm looking at different kinds of nerdy gaming art that I want to invest yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I was like, because you took bookshelves out, and I wouldn't recommend putting them back in, but I think some nerdy art's going to really fit the... Uh, the the feng shui the you know the the style that you're going for in the room <laughs> the uh, accoutrement I well believe. to be fair in terms of feng shui feng, feng shui I'm pretty sure you you blew it by putting the couch facing away from the door like you're back to the door I think that's actually super bad energy flow in the room I get but that who am I to judge am I right I don't even own a couch <laughs> I will say that is taking some getting used to because I play games generally with headphones on and I have my back to the door and already I've had my wife scare the shit out of me playing Dying Light. She walked in at the wrong time. Uh, I was very in the moment and it was it was scary. Well, I can imagine that because my brother does it to me all the time because I like, as people probably saw on the stream, my door is behind me. Mm, mm-hmm. And my brother, I'll leave it open sometimes just because the air conditioning is in the living room. It comes in here, happy days. But my brother will just walk in sometimes and just like stand behind me. And I'm playing a game <laughs> with noise cancelling headphones on and I have no idea that he's there. And it scares the shit out of me most of the time. So I do feel that pain. Uh, I think what you need to do is you need to lock the door, mm. have a lock on the door so that if she does need you, she will have to message you. And with your soon-to-be newly acquired Apple Watch, you don't even need your phone around. It'll just tap you and you'll be like, oh, she wants me. <laughs> I'm done. This is, this is real, what I'm, what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to spend... Actually, I don't know how much it'll cost, but it'll be a lot of money to put a doggy door in the office door. So that I can shut the door and Leon can still come and go as he please. Because if I shut the door now, he'll scratch and that's like, yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. You almost need to do one of those little, um, the barn doors, like, what, like the ones that open halfway on the bottom, like the bottom opens oh. up and the top opens up separately. Like a and saloon that door. Le- <laughs> yeah, no, no, not quite a saloon door. Like it's like a, it's just exactly your door now, but it's got a, a split in the middle. Yeah, so okay, you can just leave okay. the bottom section open, but the front, the top still closed, you know, to, assemble, to have some semblance of privacy while you're in there. Mm. Doggy door is one thing. I just think the flap would really annoy me, but that's just a me thing anyway. I actually, yeah, no, I do want you to come here and give me some pointers because this is it. Like I've never, I feel like I've never been settled enough to set up a place like this. And this is it. Like this is, this I'm is scared the to see your cable management. And that's what it's going to really come down to. It's not as terrible as you might imagine. Like I you think said, it last time you just hid cables under a wicker basket. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just not going to fly with me. So, there's, so what we need to do, I'll, mm. come, I'll come over. We need to go and we need to buy a bunch of Velcro, like yep. heavy duty Velcro. Uh, and we can just stick that shit right under your table. You'll never see it again. One cable to power is all we need. Mm. And we need like a 10 port power board that we just Velcro to your table. You'll it's, live in the dream. It's not as bad as you're imagining. 
is what I'll say. That's I'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at Again, that. Again, I'm imagining a small wicker basket and underneath it <laughs> is a straight up fucking fire hazard. But hey, uh, that's just what I saw last time. So There's who's, certainly who's some judging? fire hazards <laughs> in here. But that's how I'm going. How are you going? You know what? I'm proud of you, Kale. You've really come out of the gate this week with some mm. with some fire content, and I think and this everyone's is, really really happy it's, for it. I, I for one am, you know, entirely self indulgent. <laughs> just uh, look, I'm doing I'm doing pretty splendid. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because so this thing keeps happening with me at work where I do all my work one day and I'm like sick. I think I'm good. Like my job is a lot of little tasks. I just get assigned in a little task tracking program and it's like hey you got this little job you got this job you got the job I'm like sweet awesome sometimes they piggyback so i just do one job and another one anyway doesn't really matter but what does seem to happen to me a lot is i will just be like oh, i think i've done everything like yesterday i wrapped up a little bit early because i was like i've done as much as i can i'm waiting for other people to get back to me I, I literally can't do anything until they've gotten back to me and i got in today and i was like where do these three things come from each of these things are maybe two to three hours of work each no and i was like i don't did I miss them? And I think I just I think I just didn't see them yesterday or I, I don't know what happened, but I I went from thinking I didn't have anything to do today to getting flogged. Like yeah, absolutely I tried, wrecked. I tried to initiate an early record and you were having none of it. You were too busy. No, 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 too busy. Like I was meant to have lunch with my mum today and she messaged me at twelve thirty when we were meant to meet, being like, You want me to order you a margarita? And I was oh. like, What are you talking? <laughs> I was like, Holy shit, I'll be there in like twenty minutes. I don't know, is that okay? Fuck. Um, but I did have Mexican food and a margarita with my mom at lunch today, which honestly was a pretty, pretty tight vibe. That is a uh, nice situation. Very nice. I have to say my situation right now is pretty chill in that I just do kind of whatever I want whenever I want to. Took half a day off on Friday just to play Dying Light because I could. You know, We're going to talk a lot a, about that game in a moment. It's been a good time. It's been a good time. But overall, pretty good. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of all I got for you. Yeah, no, look, I think that's uh, everyone's up to date. They know what we've done over the weekend. And now we can proceed into stage two of the podcast. Stage two. Okay, so that means everyone who's listening now that actually doesn't play any games at all, but just does it to support, really appreciate your time. You can tune out now. Kale, what have you been playing? I've real, and we're going to talk about it, but I've only been playing Dying Light 2 for two reasons. First, because it was the hot new thing, and then... I kind of stopped playing Dying Light 2, and now I can't play anything else because, again, we're in the month of February, and I cannot... I'm, like, not playing video games. I'm watching Ozark because I can't play a video game. Nothing's holding me. What? Like, so you're you're just, like, just to clear this up because it was a little bit ambiguous. You're just off Dying Light 2. Kale's out. Yeah, we should back up. So let's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did a big stream last Saturday. We had a, a... It ended up being like five and a half hours long. Yeah, five, six hours. You and I co-op stream. Was that... That wasn't launch day. It was the day after. It doesn't matter. Day we had after. A, we got through the two-hour like intro so we could co-op on launch day and then stream Saturday. I have such whiplash with this game. As anyone that knows that was there watching and thank you for watching. Congratulations, Gabe. You earned yourself a lovely brand new copy of Dying Light 2. Well, you earned yourself $100, which you chose personally to put towards a copy of Dying Light 2. So I forgive us for probably the next 10 to 15 minutes of what we're about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't take us playing it as a recommendation, but it kind of was. I'm so sorry. That's the thing. I had so much fun doing the stream. Like we we played it for hours and hours. We, we did run into, we realized halfway through that uh, 
I was in your game, uh, and we, for whatever reason, the progress did not carry over for me, the main story progress. It's not a for whatever reason, it is just that is how they built it, which I think yeah. is a... I think it's just a mistake, and I, I was talking to a friend about it today, uh, Stephen, we've, we've spoken about Stephen many times, and I just don't understand, like, why. Like, Borderlands, I can carry over my... my story progression why can't i do it in dying light and i think that was a huge detractor for doing co-op is that you're like oh so i'm gonna do all this work with my friend just to go back and have to do it all again like what and so i did the next day i went and did it all (laughs) again on my own and weirdly like as much fun as we had i kind of prefer this game solo because you know the two of us together we couldn't really be hurt it was just like that's fine. We could always up the difficulty. I think the biggest thing is that, like, what were we going to do? Just the boring side quests together? Like, yeah. if I could run through this game story with someone and we just are completing it together, that would be way more entertaining for me. But yeah. knowing... We knew it, like, before we even started the stream, I think. But knowing that whatever you did in my game wasn't going to carry over to your game, I was like, oh, it's kind of shitty. Like, it I did. guess we'll go get a windmill or something. Like, yeah, so we did... And the side quests are so flat. Like, just... Ugh. Or just oh, we'll get into that. I've got I've got notes again, Kale. Like I'm doing like a semi review on this game in a second. Which is and so yeah, cards on the table. I played. We played the stream on the Saturday. I played Sunday for probably another four or five hours. I got to like the second part of the world. It's like the next big area of the map. I don't know. And just getting there, it just kind of deflated me. I was like, okay, I've got the fucking glidey thing. I don't know what happened. I just. I just lost all interest in progressing. I was like, I feel like I've seen everything I need to from this game. And uh, maybe like I'm speaking for you or whatever, but I think part of it is that the story and the characters and the side quests are so mundane that it's, it, mm. there's nothing really to draw you forward other than the gameplay, which has lots of good aspects and a few me- average ones. And without, I don't know, like I think... Guardians of the Galaxy was a really good example of like gameplay is kind of it's okay like it's fine it's nothing it's not wrong it's just like not the most engaging thing I've ever played but the story and the characters were so appealing that I couldn't put it down yeah yeah and this game is like kind of similar in that combat sense and the in the gameplay sense is like okay it's, there's really good bits and like it's some of it's a bit oh yeah, but there's nothing else to draw me f- forward like to pull me forward so why would I keep doing with it? with the for me, the exception of the parkour. I think that's what it was. Like, the parkour, I kind of... I didn't get the grappling hook, which, I, again, kind of opens some things up. But when I realized, like, that I'd kind of gotten all of the combat stuff and it still wasn't great, that yeah. was like, oh, okay, this the combat actually isn't awesome in this game. Yeah. So, at that point, honestly. it was really just the jumping <laughs> that I was enjoying. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like, and that's literally, like, maybe what we can do because I do have a whole bunch of notes and we're going to go through it and I'm going to give it like a, we're going to call it like a mid-game review score because I haven't, I've only put in like 20 hours. So yeah. probably not halfway, not even quite halfway. But I've split my notes into the good, the bad and the ugly. All right. This is a, and, uh, a brief digression from the official Long Live Play review rubric, but it will make its way back to the whole. Again, land. I don't know what you're, you're getting confused. This is just how I formatted my notes. Mm. This is not, the actual rubric. The rubric is the exact same, and we'll talk about that in a second. Because I just feel a, like there is no good, bad, or, or ugly in the official Long Live Play review. But rubric. that's what are you talking about, dude? I don't know what you're talking about. The rubric and my structure for this review I just, is completely I, different. Those aren't officially I, sanctioned. Sh- 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 I'm cutting all of this out. You need to just stop talking. 
with, there's no sanctions. You have no power here. Okay, Kale. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am in the command center. <laughs> I I'm have power. You out I'm cutting you out. All right. So look, I started this off by saying this is the best Mirror's Edge game ever made. Okay, yeah, I feel that. I feel the, that. The parkour, by far and away, is the highlight of this game, and I find is the bit that I enjoy the most. And it's something that, as you progress through, it only gets better. It seems to flow nicely, and you get choices where you like you get an electrical substation. You can give it to the the free folk or whatever they're called, and it gives you more parkour things in the environment, like zip lines, and uh, they have got drop bags. So if you tackle a yeah. punching bag, you can drop a huge distance and survive so the parkour just continually gets better as you play part of that i think is a little bit of a problem because you start the game with nothing like you're shit you're so average (laughs) and it takes quite a while to kind of get progressed and i think that is a the slow burn it works kind of against it a little bit yeah i think the the world is built really nicely i think yeah. You draw yourself away from, like, at least the, the first area, old villain, villain, or, anyway. And that's a bad area. sign. Like, I was, we were yeah, joking right? before we started recording. I can't remember any characters' names, and I played it three days ago. Like, Well, this is a place, but yeah, I know what you mean. You've, the first area you're in, if you, like, step back from it, it just looks like a city or, like, outskirts in a city area. Um, but everything is placed very purposefully to enhance like the parkour and they do it very well. And there's always somewhere to go. Like I'm like, oh, I'm running. I got to get away. And like, there's always something I can jump on or do to get where I need to get to. And they do it very well. I think the combat has really good, a really good core. Like it's as fun yeah. as I remember the original Dying Light being. Um, like the weapons feel better. They're heavier. It's more satisfying to hit people. I think like it's super fun just to be on the top of a skyscraper and drop kick someone all the way off it. Like, it's fun, right? I wish, I do uh, wish I'd unlocked that drop kick earlier. It's very solid. Me too. It's almost overpowered, honestly. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the combat is like a double edged sword because it's also bad. Yeah. There's, you don't, it's funny. They kind of give you some options, but you also don't have a lot of options. Like, yeah. So the way the skill tree seems to work is like the inside ones that you're choosing are like new moves. And then as you branch onto the outer edges of that skill tree, it's just like they make the existing moves better. You know, yeah. I mean? like or alter them. Rather than, yeah. yeah, or alter them in some way. But like, I just think they're a bit cumbersome. They're a little bit overly complicated sometimes. Like the drop kick is R1 and then double tap L1, which at its core doesn't seem so bad, but you have to be moving forward. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm going backwards and I want to like kind of take a back step and drop kick someone at the same time, you just dodge backwards and same mm. thing happens side to side and I was doing that way too much you've got to actually be moving forward and sometimes on a small rooftop it's kind of hard to be able to get that room to move forward and, and get the hits and it's just awkward to hit people similarly with like that parkour move after the parry yeah I reckon I hit someone one out of three times like, yeah and I wonder how much of that is on us but I sort of had a similar experience well I, I don't know there's a part of me where I'm like well don't put it in there if it's not easy to pull. Like if, if I can't do it, because half the time there was just not someone in the right spot. It was a weird angle to do it on. Mm. Uh, I always, I always, always hoping that I could hit the same person because you can kind of spin in the air. Oh, and I'm okay. like, oh, well, they're there, so why can't I just parkour spin around and kick the same person? Maybe that's OP. I don't know. Uh, but I just think a lot of the moves were very didn't feel easy to pull off, and I ended up getting frustrated, being like, what the fuck is am I meant to do? Like this is dumb. Uh, so there's that too. I'm sure the kick gets better too, but the kick just doesn't kick enough. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. there's an upgrade for that for sure. So that's just a couple of shitty examples of combat. So it's like, a, it's weird. I enjoy it, but I hate it sometimes. And that's why I put it down the other day because I was fighting a bunch of things on a roof and I was like, I'm fucking over this. Like I'm putting it down. Something else is like when you get to this second area. So if anything, the first area, the enemies are a little bit too placid. They kind of like hang back from you and it's hard to, you're kind of trying to bait them into these perfect parries so that they open up and yeah, you can do the some perfect damage. Dodge or something. In the second area, it's the opposite where they're just super aggressive and it almost becomes too messy for the combat yeah, system. Yeah. Like The second area almost turned me off. I honestly found parkour was more difficult and I was falling and dying a lot more. Yeah. Uh, because like I'm trying to get up and I'm like, how do I even get up there? Like on these skyscrapers, I don't get it. And it was kind of frustrating me. But the same sort of thing, yeah, like getting swamped by things on a small rooftop and they're very aggressive and I didn't really I didn't know what to do other than run. And I guess that's part of the game, is like just run. Like that's yeah. a big part of it. But um, I don't know. And uh like the story is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, I had I had a quick note on the story. So you and I played through co-op the first area and me replaying it i tried to make a few different decisions because that's something the game advertises that like the world actually reacts to yeah there was a pretty significant one where like i don't know if you remember it was early on and this is an early game side quest spoiler but there's a guy and he's like oh you need to go meet up with this crew down in this like basement they need help looking for a missing person and of course you get down there and it's a setup they're like kidnapping or killing these missing people and, you know, you go in there, they attack you, you kill them all. You go back to the original quest giver and he's like, oh, they've got my brother. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't mean to, like, be sacrificing people. You and I didn't forgive him and we killed him. Because we're like, what you're doing mm-hmm, is essentially mm-hmm. slavery, even if you're an unwitting participant kind of thing. Even if you're doing it for another reason. Or, yeah. yeah, and you kill him and that's the end of it. I took the other route. I forgave him. And then he's like, well, can you help me save my brother? And then it becomes another whole quest where you go to another dungeon, uh, you clear that out, you find the brother, he's a psycho and has joined them, so you ultimately kill him, and then, you know, like the bazaar, like the, it's like the yeah. central settlement, this guy's like, meet me up in the bell tower and you've got to climb all the way to the top of the church, and he's up there and I think there's something you can do to save him, but he ultimately kills himself, and it's like, so much more to it than you know, what you and I experienced. Like, we took the easy way out. Yeah, we just killed him. So, that was like a weird, isolated incident where I was like, okay, a little respect for that. Like, it was probably another 20 minutes. So, look, uh, generally I found these side quests to be super shit. So, it's interesting that it's actually things that evolve and change. But I I found most of the side quests to be very mundane and and pretty forgettable. The only one I remembered was because I got fucking annoyed. Because it was a quest that was a, a monk, and he was like, oh, I'll, give you, I'll give you directions to pick up a couple of parts to get this ultimate secret weapon. Yeah, that was, was this like, one Fuck was yeah, tough. dude. <laughs> and he was like, it's $200. I was like, two, okay, yeah, 200 bucks. That's easy. For an ultimate weapon, sure, why not? You go to two different locations. And we did it in half the time because there was two of us. We went to one each. But if it was by myself, I would have gone to two separate locations. Both the boxes were empty. And you go back, and he's like, oh, the, uh, the secret weapon was Perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> And then I like the only way I got my money back was to threaten him to give me my two hundred dollars back, and that was the end of the quest. And I mean, it was obvious you called it halfway through. You're like, "This is going to be some bullshit," where it's like, you "Yeah, know, it's the friends you made along the way." Is actually, but I was role. like, "How fucking dare you put a quest in that gives me literally nothing? Like, that's so shitty." I feel like the reward system for quests is very average too. Like, I don't weapons are so like throwaway that I don't feel like they're super valuable. 
Um, I, I also have a problem with the upgrading of all of your blueprints. Those tokens are so hard to get. I was going to say, like, when I started playing on my own, I kind of just realized, like, the actual sort of way to do it is to sell everything you get, buy the best single weapon you can, use it for as long as you can, throw a mod in, use it, throw another mod in, because that increases the durability. Yeah. But I never... There was no reason to have another weapon. None. Like... It was the uh, best Once you get the bow, if you want one ranged one, maybe, but... That's a whole other thing. I hated the bow. It was so weak and, like, ineffectual. It was, like, I almost couldn't kill... You need to make better arrows. Yeah, right. Well, look. And then you can get armor that... Anyway. Sorry, Techland. Well... <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I just found, like, everything... Like, the story, the characters... This was the worst main character I've played in a long time. I just did not care. With the generic, just like, I'm finding my sister... I'm looking for my sister. What are you doing? I'm looking for my sister. Why are you here? I'm looking for my sister. Again, uh, because I don't want to be totally negative. Like, I had a good time. I don't regret buying this game. I just don't think I'll see it through. But the the sort of, um, the hook at the end of the first half of the game that takes you to the second area, like, I think you know what I mean. Like, that kind of got me in again. But then the second I realized, oh, I got to deal with like another 20 hours of open world fetch quests before I get a conclusion. It's now... You are right. That was more interesting and it kind of like added to it and elevated it a little bit in a way where I was like, okay, I'm a little bit interested. And then you have to go through that chase sequence where you're following Luan yeah. and that's how you kind of get to the next area. What the fuck was with that, dude? Well, I was uh, going to so- say, I was, that was when I was kind of like a bit scared and my wife walked in behind me and I was like right in it. Like, <laughs> Okay, two things. One, I was playing co-op, so it was actually worse for me than it probably was for you when you did it. And I'll tell you why in a second. But why the fuck does she keep closing the door when you're chase when you're running with her? Oh, it's so weird. I noticed that too. It's like it was blowing my mind, and it happened like maybe four it's or a, five times. A loading thing, like that's all I could. Yeah, think. but uh, <laughs> it's not acceptable. It's a it's two, 2022 God of War it on a PS five. Yeah, <laughs> on a PS four. So this is unacceptable. We'll get to that too. Fucking hell, I got more. I got more. But. I could not... Be- so, I was playing co-op. So, not only was the door getting closed in my face when she's like, hurry up, we got to run. And then she would close the door in my face. So, then I hit the button to open the door. The game goes black screen, then stops and pauses and loads for a second. And then I start running again. And that happened way, way, way too many times. Hmm. And then there was also like after all... Way too many cutscenes, Way too many just like, oh, cool. I've just finished a cutscene. Can you just walk 100 meters to another door to initiate another cutscene? Yeah, I'm like, man, what am I playing? Like, this is like Kingdom Hearts level of just like meandering through hundred meter stretches before another cutscene popping up. I was like, I can't believe how bad this is. Yeah, worst it's... chase scene I think I've ever played that I can remember. Yeah, it's funny. Like thinking about it, it's like it had its, you know, it had its little moments. You're being chased, obviously, and I don't know. I liked the tension of that, but yeah, it was. But it got ruined every time I got to a door. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Because, like, you can see whatever's chasing you come out of, like, doors next to you. And you're like, oh, this is crazy. And then you get to a door. She slams it in your face. And you've got to, like, awkwardly stop and pause and push square and then open the door. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Now that, now that I'm thinking about it, because I actually died a couple of times on this for whatever reason. Those are checkpoints. Like, you do, once you get through the door, you, that's oh. your checkpoint. No, no, I get that, but I don't have to open a door to initiate a checkpoint. Like, that's that's poor design right there. I love this is the most egregious sin of this game. Oh, dude, the- my, <laughs> honestly, some of my biggest egreg- egregious sins are, like, technical design, weird design choices. Like, we're going to quickly, I'm going to quickly just move along. We're going yeah, into yeah. what I classify as the ugly. Uh, the oh, that UI, was the good? 
That was the good? That was the bad. That was the bad. Oh, okay. Bad. Sorry, sorry. So the good ended after I talked about how I enjoyed fighting and the bad started when I talked about how it's a double-edged sword and it's not fun to fight. Wow. Now we're going to the ugly. The UI being slightly sluggish and unresponsive is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Uh, and I that is, I can't deal with it. It's 2022. That needs to be like, I need to push R1. It needs to move to the next screen immediately. So, it, it's so funny, though, because if you remember, Borderlands 3 had the same issue. And that was only, what, two years ago? Maybe three now. But that was the well, exact was same on, thing. Yeah. It's so weird, dude. I, like, that is a, I don't know why I, that's such a sticking point for me. But I see it in games. I'm like, this is not acceptable. Like, no, that it's is, not. It's really not. Who, whoever's in charge of UI needs to make sure that shit moves when I need it to move because it's so frustrating, especially in games where you're menu heavy. Like Borderlands, that's unacceptable. It's And this is not an excuse, but there is a, like a big patch coming next week. Oh, for sure. But that's also not good enough because I'm done with the game now. Like that was exactly. my experience. Like it's Yeah, yeah. and also you, like reviews are going out. Like reviews are out now and they're like not amazing. And that's like, it's... Yeah, they honestly, that's one of those things where you're like, if you were going to have a patch out in a week after you launch the game, delay the game a week. Yeah. You know, like that's just my thinking, but hey, that's just me, shareholders to, to keep happy. Why do I use Square for everything and why do I always have to hold it? That's the other one. Having I hate this, it, dude. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're coming off so negative because I did kind of have a, a decent time. We're yeah, okay. Uh, like now you're making me think like you literally, this is a game in which you slaughter zombies by the hundreds. You need to hold Maybe square not by the hundreds. It's by not the dozens. Warriors, but yeah, yeah, by dozens, the dozens, take dozens. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, you have to look at them, hold the square button to like maybe get a little bit of loot. Sometimes you get maybe. nothing. Maybe that's the other point, dude. Yeah. I literally wrote down looting empty bodies makes me so yeah, mad. Yeah, you get nothing sometimes. Just don't let me loot it. Just don't have a prompt there. It's easy. Which is the worst feeling because, again, you kind of have to hold the square button for like a second or two, which sounds oh, dude, like small. But yeah, through over the course of this game, it's it but it's not even up. that. Like looting, I almost understand you need to do, you need to hold square. But then you get to like a door, and it's like hold square, and like everything you're doing is just like hold this button, hold this button. I'm like, what? Like, oh, you want to track this quest? Hold X. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? I'm in a menu. I want to track the quest. Why am I yeah. holding X to track it? It is. It was <laughs> weird choices there. And last but not least, certainly not least. Again, I've mentioned, and in case you forgot, it is the year 2022. Of and I have a PS5. Why, oh, why is this game at 1080p on my PS5? Yeah, the uh, performance mode, while it hits 60, it is just 1080p and it looks and terrible. It, it hits 60, but it definitely drops. Like, yeah. even I'm noticing frame dips when I'm, like, parkouring and doing stuff. So, I think on this, like, optimization side of things, there is there seems to be a ways to go. And I... I can't believe it. Six, and 1080p? You couldn't even get 1440p for me? Like, what the fuck? It does have a resolution mode, but again, I cannot do 30 oh, frames anymore. It's like It's unplayable. It's, yeah, it's beyond me now. Like, I can never go back to that. Regardless of how bad it looks, I have to yeah. be in that performance mode. It's... I, I tried it just to see what the textures look like and I moved around and I was like, I feel sick. I'm nauseous. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. Uh... So, look, I maybe I should have done that in a different order. I should have said the ugly, the bad, the good and we could have ended on a good note because I, I still had a lot of fun. I'm probably going to keep playing it but I think uh, maybe I might even wait until that patch comes out but by then it's horizon time. It's... Almost, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, like, I liked a lot of it. I like the parkour. I do like the combat. Often I just get frustrated with it a lot because having one button be your melee attack seems like a mistake. Yeah. Like heavy attack, lad attack, have some combos there. That'd be nice. But yeah, there's just 
there's a lot of room to improve, I would say. My thinking is that, again, I got fucking nothing better to do, but I can't deal with playing it. I think I'm just going to leave it for like six months and maybe I come back. I am at the start of this like new area. It kind of seems like a nice place to just pick it back up. Yeah, I don't know. I've literally deleted it off my console because I needed space. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Yeah, it's you a- download some weird shit, dude, because I always see what you oh. download. I'm like, why did he download this yeah, game? Our, our accounts are like linked, so Govinda gets a notification every time I download a game. And just last night, I downloaded Destiny 2, Sekiro. You're a fucking monster. And oh, some goddamn weird... I can't even remember what it was. Oh, it was a strategy anyway. game by Paradox. Yeah, yeah, something I saw. I was like, this is such a kale game. Yeah. Uh, but look, anyway, we won't talk too much more about this. I, I'm i going to give you my quick... Uh, I'm going to call it a mid... A, a review on progress. A score on progress. I will um, I'll just say, like, I feel pretty confident giving this a full review. I don't need... Like, nothing is going to happen in this story to change yeah, my mind. Yeah, true. Like, the story's not getting better. Okay, this is our review. I'm doing it. Uh, keep in mind, I've only played it for like 20-ish hours, maybe a little more. And yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but I feel very confident I, that I've seen everything this game has to offer. Like, the grappling hook isn't going to change my mind <laughs> about everything else. Like, and if it does, you'll hear it here first. And that's he, he right. can update a score if he wants to. Uh, but I think this game is a solid six. I agree. It is a solid effort that will appeal to fans of the genre, but is held back or let down by some aspects of its design. I think that nails it on the head. If you're looking for like a co-op game, maybe it's a 6-5. Like, it's slightly more fun when you're just killing things together. At least like, you know, you got something I to guess, do. I guess, but without the, without the story progression, like... I'm not a person who's just going to jump into a game like this just to be like, I'm going to go kill some zombies, you know? Like, that's not what I'm going to do. I need I need goals and things to be achieving. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm going to give it a solid six. It is a good game. No more. No less. Yeah, just to round it out, though, I, I'm disappointed because I really wanted to have this for a couple of weeks. Like, I was really looking forward to this. It's, uh, yeah, it's a shame. But what are you going to do? Kavinder, I got a couple of little, um, couple of little quick hits. It's not a huge news week, as you might imagine. We're sort of in the lull before the storm. Um, I did want to say, yeah, we had a great stream on Saturday, and I think we're going to continue these. Uh, maybe not the giveaway I, part. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. I you agreed. Really, you didn't he agreed. Talk to me about this. So what? Uh, no more giveaways. <laughs> we can't afford it. Until we start making money, there are no more giveaways. I uh, need these games <laughs> for myself. Uh, but I was thinking, yeah, maybe you could take a run at Forbidden West. And then because Don't. it's... Because it's a... Don't, well, no, 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 no. Don't pretend like this was your idea. Oh, I was actually thinking. I've I literally was thinking. made the artwork already. And I made it and I sent it to you and I said, I'll do Horizon. You do Elden Ring. Don't you fucking come at me like this was your idea. But also with the Elden Ring, I realize we can actually do that together because there are aspects of a cooperation. Here's the issue with that. Help me, Kale. Help me get through Elden Ring. I need to play through it offline first. No, you don't. And I'm sorry that that is the case, but that is the case. No, it's not the case. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's just not the case, though. You say this every time, and every time you've I mean, been, look, we've been playing I can ju- I can... Dark Souls and Bloodborne together. Get out of here, you fucking... I'll, I'll help you, but I think I want to keep this my single-player fucking experience. Oh, okay, that's all I need. Yeah, I just need someone to, like, carry me, really. Honestly, it's not even, like, the summoning in of people. It's, like, the, the messages and the bloodstains, like, 
it kind of annoys me after a while. I'm like, all right, I see you, Johnny. You fucking fell off this. Oh cliff. no, I don't. You know, you know that shit offline. I don't give a shit. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you up to be like, this boss is gonna break me. You need to help. But uh, for sure. I'll, I'll be streaming that one because uh, it's a big boys game, and Daddy got to carry that one. You know what I mean? Dude, that toxic masculinity <laughs> is really shining through right now, and I will not stand for it. So we're gonna move along. Speaking of Horizon Forbidden West. If you want it and you own a PS5, buy the PS4 version. Save yourself 15 bucks. You. Yeah, this is so funny that this is this is going around on all the news sites. Um, if you, I don't know, maybe you never knew, but uh, Sony did a backflip on this one. They were going to originally do the dirty little $10 upgrade that they're so fond of, but due to backlash, they promised they wouldn't. So now, if you go out and buy the PS4 version of this game, you get a PS5 upgrade for free. Or, so in Australia, the PS5 version is $125, which is absurd, but the PS4 version is 110 Save yourself 15 bucks. That's good. There is a uh, caveat, and that yeah. is that you have to buy it in a web browser on the PlayStation Store. You can't actually... If you go to the PSN right now, you can only buy the PS5 version. That's on how a, they're trying to get around it. Sorry, on a PS5. You can buy the PS4 version on a PS4 should say does Wait. that make sense to you <laughs> no you absolutely cooked it so if you lo- log into your ps5 it'll only show you the ps5 version that's correct yeah so if you have a ps4 and a ps5 you could always buy it on your ps4 yeah well yeah yeah well uh, you buy the ps4 version you can't buy a ps5 version on a ps4 one would assume that wasn't the specific example i was reading about but i would assume that is the case yes yeah okay otherwise just buy it online i'm actually thinking you could probably do it on the app on your phone as well yeah that'd be a good um the ps app but I will have a look at that, and I will definitely do that because this is my turn to buy. Yeah. And I, uh, nah, uh, cool. I've actually got a JB gift card. I'm going to go cash in for some PSN credit. I thought this would be fun. So we're recording on the 9th of February. In five days, it is Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. Forget about that. It's also the day the review <laughs> embargo <laughs> is up for Horizon. Where do you think this lives on Metacritic slash OpenCritic? Give me a number between 1 and 100. So, Horizon Zero Dawn is sitting on 89 on Metacritic right now. User score is an 84, 8.4, sorry. Um, I think it's going to be pretty close to that. I think you're going to be sitting around a 90 is my my thoughts for this. I'll go higher. I'll say Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a 93. I'm going to do it so closest without going over. Yeah. I'm going to do a 92. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm happy with that. That's my favorite Price is Right thing ever. It's weird aside, but do you ever ever watch the Price is Right and someone's like, I'm going to guess $1,220 and someone's like, I'm going to guess $1,219 and they're just like, what the fuck, dude? Isn't that like a Family Guy skit? He's like, fuck you, Karen. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's so classic. Uh, Yeah, no, I think it, it... uh, in my head, I'm like, it will review better, but also, like, there's people who gave it, like, 95s and stuff on here, and I think it's also, like, for its time, that's what it was, but also now this, the bar's been raised, so it might still review pretty much where the old one did, but be a significantly better game all around, you know what I mean? I, my prediction is going the other way. Like, I think that's true, 
but this is all we're so starved for like something that truly pushes the PS5 that I think this is getting a little bump from that. It looks so yeah. pretty. This is like, gonna be the one that everyone like fucking creams their jeans. Yeah. Over, this is you know? I'm really hoping because again, I think I said it last week, but someone mentioned it like it's like going from Assassin's Creed one to Assassin's Creed two. I'm hoping it's like that, which I also ha- have akin to Uncharted to Uncharted Two. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. The first Uncharted is rough, but like the core is there, and I'm I'm really hoping that's kind of what we're getting, and I think it's gonna be. I'm low key excited, but hopefully we don't get a dying light. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we won't. I I really don't think they're just. No, no, I don't think we will. Yeah, Sony's very, first party. Very excited for that too. With the exception of Days Gone, <laughs> don't release in that kind of state. Ah, uh, true. Releasing that. State. I was gonna say Days Gone. Like, okay, I was talking shit on it, but it's not bad. It's not a bad game. It's just not Sony's best game. And it was certainly rough at launch. Uh, and I threw in this sneaky one for me, Govinda. Uh, we are getting a trailer and a release date for Atomic Heart, which, if you'll remember, this was that very Bioshock-looking uh, first-person shooter bioshock game superpowers yeah yeah i'm like a shock like we're gonna call it a shock like yeah and it's i just coined that by the way everyone put this date in your calendar this episode i just coined shock like which is a bioshock game which is essentially what ghostwire tokyo is gonna be as well shock like just saying continue i mean technically if you want to be a dick about it bioshock is a shock like of system shock which is the no, original no, 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 no. It doesn't shock. Count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. You know? it's a sh- it's a shock like though. System shock, Bioshock. That's why I said shock like and not bio like. But again, Bioshock, shock, bio shock like, shock like. Continue. System I'm right, shock came continue. first. I'm right. Bioshock was <laughs> <Yeah>. a. <laughs> I'm not doubting that system shock came first, but this is why I called it a shock like. Continue with your ramblings. <laughs> I'm irrationally furious after that. I just because I coined the best term, which is shock like, and you can't handle it. Continue. I hope this comes out this year. I have a feeling it's going to be late and it's going to be pushed, but... It looks really good. Just I'm not even looking at, at the trailer. I'm looking at the... Oh, obviously. But I'm just looking at like a screenshot of it and it looks fun. It's so good. It's like crazy robots in a fucking crazy... Is Russian it a developer feature. we know? A little bit of a red flag. Developer is Mundfish, who I have never heard of in my life. Never in a million years. Have they made a game that we know or have seen or heard of before? Mundfish uh, does not have a hyperlink on Wikipedia. They do not have a page dedicated to the developer, <laughs> which is again oh, not a. It's not, not a good a great sign. sign. Look, uh, that makes I'm almost more intrigued for this now. I'm more. Mm. I'm, I want to know what's up because the the screenshots look sick. So just for and it's just possible to, that it's like a new developer, but to wet your whistle, Atomic Heart takes place in the Soviet Union in alternate reality sometime in 1955. You play as a mentally unstable KGB special agent called P3 who is sent by the government to investigate a manufacturing facility that has fallen silent. Oh. Yeah, that's what I I thought. That is interesting. I love communism. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) All righty. And finally, on our quick shots, what's the last one, Kale? Let's go. And finally, we actually have a firm release date for Ghostwire Tokyo. Last week, we got it wrong, but only by a single day. Uh, it turns out this game is coming on the 25th of March, which is, again, making this quarter the most intense thing in the world. I still don't know if I'm going to play this. I need to see reviews, but it yeah. looks fucking cool. I'm going to say it, it looks cool because it looks like I'm just gauging off what I saw in the gameplay demo because they released like a... A big 10 one. 10 minute gameplay demo. It was a little it showcase, looks, actually. 
it looks as if you're essentially like you've got to do enough damage to these weird little ghostly creatures. Actually, let's do the setup. You you wake up, everyone in Japan is gone, and they've yep. been invaded by like dark, myth- mythical, ghostly, haunted creatures everywhere. You are possessed by this, so uh, p- presumably a demon that gives you these special powers. I forget what they're called, but they're really cool. Uh, and there's there's powers that let you like traverse high buildings, whatever. There's powers that attack. Um, and it looks like he does this thing where he shoots out these threads onto all of the demon things he's fighting and like manipulates them and pulls out their soul or something like that. And it looks like how you have to finish them off. The game looks great. And I suggest everyone go just look at the gameplay demo. I'm very intrigued, but it is, uh, it is a cautious optimism. But it's published by Bethesda, so it, it could, could go either way. Good. It could be really good. I do need to comment on the, the hand gestures Govinda just made. No one will ever see them. It was a private show just for me, but they were obscene and excessive. Constant movement, like, you know. Well, that's what it is. It looks like uh, you've seen Naruto, right? The, oh, the yeah. I mean, it, was, Naruto, it was the, the signs. Episodes, it was like right? ninja signs. Straight up, like the, the powers they're doing are like yeah. jutsus, like the little hand <laughs> things they're doing. That shit was lit. Oh. I was very impressed by the demo, and I'm intrigued to see how it reviews. But it is a definite, for me anyway, it's a definite, let's wait to see how it reviews before I jump so, on that. There's so much to play. Like, I can't even imagine being done with Elden Ring by mid-March, and then i got to go back to Horizon. No, you're going you're gonna to whiplash again, where you're like, oh, I can't play, I don't like it anymore, boy. No, no, no. <laughs> Elden Ring is what gets me out. It's what gets me through to the other side, and then I'm back to normal. We'll see. We'll I'm back see. to normal. Alrighty, Kale, now it is time for... The news we care about. In more Sony acquisition news, it has been revealed that $1.2 billion of the $3.6 billion paid to Bungie was specifically to be used as deferred payments to employee shareholders at the company, conditional upon their continued employment and other retention incentives. It's a pretty interesting addendum to the deal, and it seems that Sony is willing to pay an enormous sum of money in order to keep this specific team together for the foreseeable future. One must wonder how Sony's first-party studios feel about the special attention Bungie is receiving. Bungie will retain complete freedom of production, something that no other studio, with the possible exception of Naughty Dog, enjoys. Govinda, how do you feel about this? Look, if it it's one of those things that it, it's going to like employee shareholders and that is obviously skewed heavily to upper management and like CEOs, CFOs. Like they have, they have the shares that are going to make this incentive the most appealing. Hopefully we see some trickle down to like your actual developers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I, look, I, I think it's important though. Like I think they have to do this because if you buy a company and you lose 40% of the, t- the core of the team, you didn't really buy the company, you just bought the building and you, you lose a lot of its identity. So it's a, it's a smart play, I think. It makes sense. I saw some very optimistic takes on Twitter. Like, this does not mean that every one of Bungie's several hundred employees gets a few million dollars each. That's not what's happening. Oh. No, it means, no. It means the uh, top of the top make a lot of money. Mm. And then if it's anything like my Apple share plan, I make a small amount of money. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's right, like, right. here's a fun bonus. And you're like, cool, but what happened to the other $1.2 billion? And I say other $1.2 because my amount is so insignificant that it's still essentially $1.2. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't moved the needle at all. I do wonder whether we might see some jealousy from studios like Bend, even Insomniac. Like, 
Insomniac, maybe. But Ben, what, like, jealous? you got to make a game that people want to play first. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, they were not allowed to make the game they wanted, whereas it appears like Bungie will be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. They retain their independence. It's a special arrangement. Well, it's called negotiations, and apparently Ben wasn't very good at them. Uh, and it's also, it's called leverage, right? Like, Ben comes into the Sony staples with stable with what? Like, literally, uh, what did they come in? They made an Uncharted game on a PlayStation Vita? They were going to do a Siphon Filter reboot, which is a... So, they were going to, but, like, what did they have? Like, what was, like, what's an asset they were bringing to Sony when they got brought into the Sony... Fight, I've actually right? been listening to a couple of Jeff Ross interviews. He was the creative director, and it's actually, it's a bit sadder than that. Like, they didn't want to do Siphon Filter. They weren't allowed to do Dying Light, and they kind of resented working on Uncharted. They had already made um, Golden Abyss... No, no, but uh, we're, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Right now, you're like, will they get jealous? And like, why didn't they get anything like this? And I'm like, what, you, what, are, you, what are you bringing to Sony? When, when they got brought on, they literally had barely made anything. If anything, Sony was giving them a lifeline by being like, hey, you, we can take you in and you can be a first party studio. With Bungie, Sony is like, oh my God, you've got Destiny, which is making you hand over fist money every year it, for five years. Since Destiny 1, it's like top 10 in Steam every time without fail. We just want your knowledge and your brain and your technology. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but you can bring all that stuff to us. And we'll pay you to stay. Like, we want that team to stay together. So, it's hard to be like, oh, like, oh will they get jealous? I don't think so. Like, you can't get jealous because you didn't earn that. I wonder, though, because if you... I should have added it here, but I read an analyst report. Bungie only makes, like, two to $300 million a year, which is a lot of money. But that means, like, generally an acquisition you pay... What is it, like one-tenth of the annual revenue? Oh, it's different in every deal. But no, no, that's... No, no, it can't be one-tenth. It'll be ten times. Sorry, yeah, sorry, ten times. <laughs> so... <laughs> we'll pay you uh, $200,000. <laughs> which, yeah, the, it's still... They they overpaid is what I'm trying to get <laughs> for what Bungie oh, of is. of course like, they did, but, but it's, again, they're not... It's not just about Destiny. Destiny, they've got fine, whatever, they get Destiny. But it's also about... The, what they bring they add technology to it sounds like they're making other first person shooters other service games so they're going to get all this technology from them which will then have like well thanks to Bungie we have five service games that are all making us 200 million dollars a year yeah oh look all of a sudden we're making a billion dollars a year that wasn't a bad play you know there's also I mean? the IP potential like I could see a, a Destiny movie coming out of For Sony sure. and like... I think that's almost de- definitely going to happen and Sony yeah. has a movie studio so that's easy and they'll make money off that so I, it's more than just Destiny but I think it's that's the foundation and that's what they were bringing to the table as like a bargaining chip to be able to get all this cool shit for their stuff I will say I'm getting pretty over acquisition talk I hope we get a good break for a nope. little while <laughs> I reckon we've got I reckon we've got Oh, I, I forget the number, but I saw. Some, I think I think it was uh, Sony has ten billion dollars more to on acquisitions this year, and Jeez. considering this was a three point six billion dollar acquisition, that's like three more biggins, or maybe some mm. smaller ones in there as well. So uh, I would expect more acquisition news in like the next quarter, for sure. I just all I want is for them to acquire From Software. That's the one that I think is like you lock that up. You just you just put them to work. They just start churning them out. They do Bloodborne two. They do. I think that's what you do too. Is you you, oh. you get from and the next game, Bloodborne two. See you later. Love it. Love it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. Govinda, long rumored, now confirmed. 
Grand Theft Auto 6 is in active development at Rockstar Studios, and the next entry in the series is well underway. This news comes to us rather unceremoniously, casually mentioned at the end of a community blog post. In addition, the long-awaited PS5 version of GTA 5 has a release date, and it's soon launching in March. <laughs> March 13, to be exact. Uh, PS5 users will be able to transfer their PS4 save games, and the updated version comes with the usual suite of 4K, 60fps, and ray tracing features. I did not see this at all. I would like to add a quick little add-on to this as well. It has been confirmed, to the best of my knowledge, that GTA 5 Online is going to be a free PlayStation Plus game next month. Oh, I did. Uh, I didn't include, but uh, people will get. Um free gta online access something people that own the ps4 version well well, without the ps4 version uh, i believe for playstation plus grand theft auto online is going to be a playstation plus game next month Uh, which is funny considering that when they were talking about releasing the playstation 5 they actually said that gta online was going to be free at launch with the playstation 5 and it's only taking 14 months for that to be a thing, and it appears it's going to be free for everyone that owns a PlayStation. That's pretty five. wild. I like. So. I got to say, I've still never finished GTA Five. I did pick it up last year, and I got fairly far. So I think I would be interested in upgrading this and having another crack at it. Oh, honestly, and I think uh, isn't it crazy though that it's gone from PS3 to PS4 to PS5, and it, they've had three iterations of this game now, and it's probably going to be in the bestsellers again as soon as it comes out on PS5. It's a good game. <laughs> like, it is, but it just blows my mind. This has been going for, what, like 10 years now? Yeah, good That's on That's crazy to me, dude. Like, of course GTA 6 was in development. Of course, right? We knew it, of course. But also, that's crazy. Like, I, I get why it was kind of like up in the air whether or not they were going to do it because GTA 5 is still just making shmoney. It's so funny because I almost forget about it, but it's easily, like, in terms of sales, it's like, it's the biggest. Oh, yeah, by far. And you just kind of forget that, oh, shit, yeah, another one's going to come out. And it's just, it's going to be incredible. Like, these games oh, they, are so influential. These guys, <laughs> these guys fuck, you know? They definitely do. This, like, I remember when GTA Five was first shown off and it looked, it was just mind-blowing. And I imagine it's going to be a similar thing to the nth degree. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be sick. I think sometimes I forget how fucking good Red Dead 2 was. That is what I, I honestly it was. I saw a PS5 version of GTA 5 here and I was like, okay, that looked cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll play it if I can get a cheap. But I want that. Like, I literally have a save on my PS5 that I just got through the intro section. Yeah. So that yeah. when hopefully they release it, I Again. can play the, the, the 60 frame version. Yeah, we played that Red whole Dead fucking was... thing at 30 FPS. <laughs> exactly. Red Dead was fucking what a game that was. That was crazy. Nice. Not for everyone, but it was for me. That's actually all I've got for you this week. Uh, a little light as we exist in this lands between. See, that was an Elden Ring reference. We exist in the lands between. I, I um, get you, yeah. Uh, with uh, Lady Arika. Oh, Lady Arika in the lands between. <laughs> I was, oh, again, just as a quick aside, I was fucking around with Dark Souls 3 the other day. I love that the opening lines of that game is... Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's it. Ooh, That's yeah. the first line. <laughs> uh, and here is the last line. I've been me. He's been him. Goodbye. Goodbye. I gotta go fucking try and find something to play. It's definitely not gonna is be that dying. That was the last two. line. You ruined it, Kale. Shit. You're always ruining it.
Goodbye. Goodbye.